G'day. How you going? <laughs> One of my favorite memories with my father is watching the Olympic Games. Anybody like the, the Olympic Games? Yeah, they're cool, right? Anyway, so I used to watch the Olympic Games. My dad loves sport. Like, he loves sports so much to the point where he watches every sport. And so I used to like, because the Olympic Games was for me and him, but my brothers loved watching wrestling. And I still don't understand why you would sit and watch people fighting each other for no reason, and they're really angry when they're fighting. So I used to be, I used to be like, no, I'm not watching that. that the boys would be, like, would be like, yes, this is it, yeah. But the Olympic game was for me. So my dad, he's old now, really old, but the doctor told him recently he needs to stop going hiking. I don't know why they told him that, but anyway, that's a story for another day. But he loves sports so much, so I used to watch that with him. I love the running races. The 100 meters, especially the women, ah, oh, amazing. I used to feel like I'm the one running, even though I was sitting there. 100 meters, 200 meters. And one of my favorite races was, was relay. So the relay race is a track and field sport consisting on a, of a set of number of legs, usually four. Each leg run by a different member of a team. The runner finishing one leg is usually required to pass the baton to the next runner while both are running in a marked exchange zone. The baton was very, very important because the fate of the race was on that little thing, that baton. So it didn't matter if the runner was fast. If he did not have the baton, he still lost. And so you needed to make sure you had the baton as we were, you were running. And if it happens, sometimes it happened, the baton fell, you could see the disappointment in the eyes of the people. And I was like, oh, no, especially if it's my, one of my friends. I'm like, oh, no. You would, the runner would pick it up quickly and run even faster. That's how I see the word of God. That is how I see the word of God. I believe that the word of God, God has given us a baton to hold on, on it to life. You know, life can feel like really sometimes. And holding on to the baton is very, 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 very crucial. As followers of Jesus Christ, we have been given the word of God as our baton. Your relationship with the word is imperative. So you have to hold on to the word of God. In the relay, if the baton is dropped... Even if you've run faster, you still lose the race. If you ran and went to the finish line without the baton, you still lost the race. So it's important, important to hold on to the baton. The word of God is our baton. When you receive the word of God, you should be protective of it. You should hold on tight to it and do not let it go. And run the race to completion because your victory is dependent on it. So we're going to read the Bible together. Are you, gonna, are you happy to help me read? Please, please, pretty please. So <laughs> we're going to, uh, my, my message this morning is hold on to the word. Let's read Psalm 119-105 together. One, is it there? Yeah. One, two, three, let's go. Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. The word of God is a lamp for you. Life is a journey. From the day you are born, your journey begins. 
your journey in the darkness of the night and in the light of the day. You never stop moving. And in life, there are many paths, there are mountains, there are valleys. On this journey, you face obstacles, but there are also opportunities. Often, we do not know which path to follow or which speed is required. Often, we don't know what is coming at us. We don't know what is around the corner. I don't want to scare you, but the reality is that life is full of surprises, full of them, and the path is not always clear. As dark as the road may look like, what you carry on your journey will determine how far you go. God has given us a lamp to guide us in, us in the uncertainty of life. The word of God is the lamp and the light. The lamp for the night and the light shines in the day. So the lamp is for you to see in the night, but the light shines in the day. So what does the, what does the lamp do? The lamp makes things clear. The lamp makes things clear. God's words makes things clear for you. The word of God shows you where you are and where you are going. A lamp lights just enough for you to take the next step right in front of you. And the more you take a step, take another one, another one, you'll find yourself exactly where God wants you to be. When life throws questions at you, the word of God has answers. When you feel lost, the word of God directs you. When you don't know where to go, you can't see the path. The word of God is a lamp for your feet and a light on your path. Without the word of God, you are in danger because you cannot see where you're going. And you don't, even, you don't know what danger is ahead. It's up to you to let the word guide you. When you let the word guide you, you can see those dangerous spots and, you know, escape them or avoid them but also you can see the opportunities and take hold of them. There are around 3,000 promises in the word of God. These, I believe, are 3,000 ways God wants to bless you. And each one of them, God's promises bring provision to you. But often we fail to claim these promises because we're not aware of them. People don't know these promises. Some of them are conditional promises. We keep claiming the promises without observing the condition. Some of them are unconditional. We try to earn them even if they are freely given by God. Knowing the word of God is knowing your term and condition. As boring as term and condition are, you need them to make an eligible claim. You need your terms and condition. You must know what the word of God says about you. You must know what the Word of God says about God. You must know what the Word of God says about your family. You must know what the Word of God says about your health. You must know what the Word of God says about your future. You must know what the Word of God says about your purpose on this planet Earth. You must know. The Bible says in John 8, 12, it says, Again, Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Read the word honestly. Read it honestly and with an open mind. Number two, the word of God is powerful in you. The Bible says in Matthew 4, 2, it says, after he had fasted 40 days, that is Jesus, and 40 nights, he was hungry. 
Then the tempter approached him and said, If you are the Son of God, tell these stones to become bread. He answered, It is written, Man must not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Here, Jesus is comparing bread to the word of God. Bread was the primary food in the Middle East culture. They ate bread for breakfast. They ate bread for lunch and for dinner. I think I can do that. Bread is good. It's really cool. But here, that means physically, they lived on bread all the time and alone. But Jesus challenged their thinking and showed them how much they needed the word of God to survive. The word of God brings life to your spirit, brings life to your body, brings life to your mind. Let's read together again. Psalms 119, 165. One, two, three, let's go. Abundant peace belongs to those who love your instruction. Nothing makes them stumble. Abundant peace belongs to those who love the word of God. Inner peace results from the word of God. The word of God brings peace to you. Let's read again. Psalm 107, 20. Let's go. One, two, three. He sent his word and healed them. He rescued them from their traps. The word of God heals you. The word of God produces faith in you. The word of God delivers you. The word of God nourishes your spirit. The word of God brings hope to you. The word of God reveals God's love for you. The word of God reveals God's plans for you. The word of God reveals God's forgiveness for you. The word of God transforms you. The word of God informs you. Read it. Read it with an open mind. Read it with faith. Read it with faith. Number three, the word of God is a weapon for you. It is a weapon for you. Trust me, the wo- oh my goodness, the word of God is a weapon for you. The Bible says in Ephesians 6, 11 to 8, I was going to say 6, 6 in French. It says, put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this darkness, against evil spiritual forces in the heavens. For this reason, take up the full armor of God so that you may be able to resist in the evil day. And having prepared everything to take your stand, stand therefore with the truth like a belt around your waist, righteousness like armor on your chest, and your your feet sandaled with the readiness of the gospel of peace. In every situation, in every situation, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. You know what? The Word of God is the only offensive weapon here. You know why? Because every one of the elements in this armor of God is found in the Word of God. Every one of them. In other words, every one of them depends on the Word of God. The belt of truth. Truth is the Word of God. Righteousness comes from believing the Word of God. The gospel of peace is the word of God. The shield of faith. Faith comes from the word of God. Helmet of salvation. Salvation comes from the word of God. Finally, the sword of the spirit is the word of God. 
Look, a sword is a weapon. You can't say, ooh, I found my, my sword. I'm going to play with it. It's going to cut you. <laughs> a sword is a weapon. When you have a sword, you're in danger. You want to cut something. The sword is for you to use when you're in danger. In the Roman army, a soldier has to had two types of swords. The long sword, this one allows him, allowed him to fight at a distance. And the short one, which is the dagger. The dagger, the dagger was used. The dagger was used when the enemy was close to you. Like here, the enemy is here. It's like here, you're like. You know? That's when you use the dagger because the enemy is too close to you. You are in a direct, you're under direct attack. That's when you need your dagger. So Paul calls it the sword of the spirit because it's a weapon. It's a weapon from the Holy Spirit for spiritual battles. You know, the word of God is the only effective offensive weapon in the spiritual realm, in the invisible, in the, in the invisible realm against evil spirit. The word of God deals with invisible enemies who plot against you behind your back. They're troubling you. You don't see them. The word of God is your sword. The word of God fights our invisible battles. And you know what? We all have them. We all have them. If you feel like the enemy is too close, do not run away. Use your dagger, which is the word of God. Speak the word of God over your life. Speak the word of God over your family. Pray through the word of God. Worship through the word of God. You know what? Angels, they don't follow you, what you say. They follow the word of God. The angels follow the orders. They follow the word of God. The word of God has the power to create. Speak the word of God and create blessings that you need. Use the scripture for motivation. Use the Bible for inspiration. Use the scripture for encouragement. When you feel low, that's an attack, my friend. Use the scripture. Use the word of God in every circumstances. Take God at his word. Confront the devil with the word. Act on the word. There are three components in the word of God, three of them. Number one is graphic. Graphe is the letter. It's a written word. It's the word of God in your Bible. It's the word in your electronic devices or any other platform that you use. It's just there. So you can be walking around with the word of God. No power. You have your Bible. No power. It's just there. That's graphe. But number two is logos. Logos goes further than graphe. Logos is the generous spoken word. Although it's written, word of God, the reader takes time to read it. Takes time to read it. For graphe to become logos, it must be understood by the reader. When you understand what the message means, you get the truth of the logos. But logos is the general word, word of God. And then comes rema. Rema means spoken word. A specific word of God for a specific season or situation. It's the declaration of the logos that you got from the graphy. Rema can be spoken over you or you can speak it to yourself. 
Rema is the revelation of the word of God in your specific situation. Rema is the sword of the spirit. Rema is your dagger when you are under attack. Rema is the word of God spoken over a particular situation in a specific circumstance. Not all scripture is Rema to you all the time. Jesus used a specific scripture to fight the enemy in the desert. He did not use the scripture about Joseph being sold in a sla- as a slave. No, no, that's not what, what he needed that time. He found the appropriate scripture to counter the lie of the enemy in that specific situation. That's the sword of the spirit. Logos needs graphy and rema needs logos. You need the rema from the logos and the logos from the graphic to fight spiritual battles. So when you receive a message, when you read the word or hear a word and accept it, know this. It's alive, it's active, and sharper than any two-edged sword. It's the only one that fights the invisible enemy in the invisible world. Read the graphy so you can understand the logos. Be attentive to the logos so you can receive the rema. Once you have the rema, hold on to it. Hold on to it. Declare it, believe it, act on it once you have it. The Bible says in Joshua 1.8, it says, that's God speaking to Joshua. It says, this book, of instru- this book of instruction must not depart from your mouth. Must not depart from your mouth. You are to meditate on it day and night so that you may carefully observe everything written in it. For then you will prosper and succeed in whatever you do. It must not depart from your mouth. That's the rema. I'll tell you a story. When we came from Africa, me and the children, if you don't know our story, um, I was away from my, hus- from my husband for four years. I was alone in Africa with the children because we didn't have the, vi- the visa. They kept saying, no, it's a long story. But when we came back, it was so happy. It was happy days for me. And so when we were here, like it was like a year after, I was alone at, sc- um, at home and the kids were at school. My husband was at work. And I was just relaxing. I was just happy, you know? Everything's good. I'm here now. And then I just stood up from the couch to go get water. No, to go to the toilet. One of those two. And then I stood up. Yeah, and then I stood up. As soon as I stood up, I felt like a boom on my chest, like a, like a big, I don't know how to explain it. I just felt boom. And then I was like, what is this? And then, then right then, and then my heart started pounding. I could feel it in my head everywhere. So I was like, what do I do? What do I do? Oh my God, what's going on? And then I sat down and the more time passed, I couldn't feel anything. So I said, not feeling my feet. I said, not feeling my legs. And I was like, this is, not, this is bad. Thank God I had my phone. And so I rang my husband. I was like, I don't know what I'm feeling. I, don't, I can't explain to you. This is weird. He was like, okay, call the ambulance. I'm coming. Anyway, so I call the ambulance. But the more time passes, the more I'm not feeling anything. Literally, it's going up, 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 up. I, so I was like on the, on the, on the couch there, m- just feeling this part of this other part, not feeling anything. But my heart is, oh my God. It's just pounding and pounding and pounding. So thank God the ambulance came. They came, they entered, 
thank God the, the, the door was open because I couldn't feel anything. They came in with a machine. You know how they come in? I don't know if you've called. They come in like two, 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 with a machine and everything. They put there. I'm like, she's like, they put this thing on me and here and here and there. And they I'm like, and she goes, uh, have you eaten anything? I was like, yeah, I had breakfast. Uh, is there, uh, but they checked. They were like, oh, oh your heart is fine. Everything is fine. I'm, I'm thinking, we are just like, everything's fine. And then my husband came, and they were like, you're just, and they started chatting, because it seemed like they were like, this is just a false alarm, everything is good. They started chatting a bit, uh, among themselves, just eat something warm, and then sleep, you'll be fine, you know? And they left. My husband's were there. My heart is still pounding, I'm telling you. It's pounding every. I can feel it everywhere. And then, that night, same thing happened. At night, I heard again, boom. And I'm like, ah, I'm dying, I'm dying. Call the ambulance, call the ambulance, I'm dying. Call the ambulance, they came again, checked. They're like, everything's fine. I'm like, seriously, what is going on? The next day, I'm like, maybe we should call another ambulance. These people, they're lying to me. I'm not feeling fine. I'm not feeling fine. The next day, you know, that thing kept happening for almost a whole week. I kept having boom, and I just felt like my energy was gone in the wind. Anyway, we went to the doctor. To the doc they did black. No, they took me to the, 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 the third ambulance. I was like, I'm not staying here. Take me with you. Take me with you, please, please, please. Please take me with you. They took me. <laughs> they didn't want to take me. They take me. Uh, take me to the hospital. I know. They took me to the hospital, put me in the hospital, put those things in there. I'm like, oh, at least. And then the, the nurse would come, and she's like, you know how they come, and they check that. Oh my God, your oxygen is so good. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what is she saying? Oxy, I'm not feeling good. What are you saying? Oxygen, oxygen. She's like, I'm like, oh, okay, thank you. Everything is really fine. You're going to be all right, darling. <laughs> and she goes, and then I'm like, Holy Spirit, what, what's going on? And then she goes, so she came back and told me, oh, so we just took some blood, and then we're going to check the blood, and then we'll tell you what's going on. But everything's fine, everything's fine. And she went and came back with the blood. She was like, oh, my God, everything's fine. <laughs> with a smile, I'm thinking, am I going crazy? I think I'm going crazy. What is going on? She goes, you are good. And then she came, I was like saying, oh, I hope she doesn't tell me to go. And they came, she goes, you're good to go, darling. You're good to go, everything's fine. So when you go home, take some Panadol. If you, some Panadol, if you have a headache, you're going to be fine. I went home, it never stopped. You know what? When we got home, I was like, this is not normal. The do these people, they're telling me I'm fine. My blood tells me I'm fine. I'm feeling horrible. I am feeling horrible. They, I cannot be fine. You know, I remember this word from the Bible. I remember Second Timothy that says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. You know, hmm, this is how much you need the rema. At that time, I was so desperate. If you told me to walk on the ceiling, I would walk on it for it to stop. When I heard that word, I took it. And I was like, for God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. I have a sound mind. I'm not crazy. Mm -mm. I have a sound mind. I have power. I'm full of love. I did that for three days, and nothing has ever happened to me like that before. Nothing. I'm telling you, it all went away. 
The word of God is a weapon for you. The word of God is a weapon for me. I'm telling you, this verse is in my spirit because of that. I literally speak. That was my rema. So understand the word of God and declare it. Read the word of God. Believe the word of God. Declare the word of God. Take God at his word. Confront the devil with the word. Remember, the angels do not listen to you. They follow the word of God. Act on the word of God. I know that some of you here, you've ha you have a word from God. I believe some of you have it. Anyone who has a word from God? If you have a word of God, put your hand. I want to see your hand. Yes. Hold on to that word. Hold on tight to that word. I'm telling you, speak it. Speak it. Declare it. I don't care what is happening. Declare that word. You'll see the result. You'll see them with your eyes.